0: Steve Forbes with us here. Wake Forest facing Boston College at the Joel on Wednesday. But uh, let's look at what your team's accomplished thus far. Friday night, winning at the buzzer, Zay Mucius, the one to hit the shot. How satisfying is it for you that it was him, given that he's the last remaining player in the rotation that you have yeah. that's uh, from the previous staff?
1: I think those are the moments you live for as a coach to see somebody – get that moment that they'll never forget and they deserve it. And I believe in basketball a lot, and more often than not you get what you deserve. And what I mean by that is what you put into it, you get out of it. And he's put a lot into it uh, on and off the court. Um, it goes without saying what a tremendous person. He is and tremendous leader, but he's really become a really good basketball player. Not that he not ever was, but he's just shining right now. And, you know, to have it, not only have the confidence to make it but have his teammates have the confidence in him to throw it to him and know that he's going to make it it's very satisfying and um I I was I was extremely happy for him
0: I remember when you guys went unbeaten through the first stretch of the non-conference schedule you said that you had it all broken down the schedule and the first phase you felt that you guys accomplished the mission you guys understood the assignment and you got things done. Then the next four you guys played against high major competition went 3 and 1 in that stretch and you finished the non-conference season all together 11 and 1. Would you say mm-hmm. that this group has exceeded your expectations just based on uh, non-conference play? Well, you know, I I have
1: high expectations. I had high expectations when I came here, but you know, realistically, um if you if I'm being brutally honest, uh yeah. You know, I would have said, thought maybe there was one or two, one or two more in there that we could have potentially lost. which we could have. We've won a lot of close games, you know, and um, and so uh, I'm pleased. Yeah, you know, we're we're actually ten and one, Josh. We let one oh. of those was conference games. So um, that's right. That's right. To be ten and one, yeah, I'm very pleased, um, considering where we came from. Think about a year ago, Josh. We were in a 33 day shutdown. Right now, um, we weren't even practicing at this point and so to, to think back to that and then you know revamp the roster and yeah I, i'm proud of our team and and what all the things they've done all the hard work they've put into to get to this point now you know there's so much left i mean can't sit here and pat yourself on the back but the one thing with the non-conference record is it's done it's over you put that in the bank and you move on, and so you've got a little time here. One day or so to reflect on it.
0: Steve Forbes with us here. As you mentioned, 10-1 in non-conference play. That is the best non-conference season at Wake Forest in 13 years. 1-0 in conference play with the win at Virginia Tech, trying to make it 2-0 and 0 against Boston College on Wednesday. I've got to ask you an Alondis Williams question. We're running out of ways to ask you about Alondis, and boy, did you see this coming and all these things. I default back to the conversation that I think I told you about I had with Mike Young uh, earlier this year where he told me it it was a little bit of luck when you bring in a Luma to Virginia Tech and you're thinking, I think this guy might translate, but I don't know quite what it's going to look like in the ACC and whether or not he's going to be able to be as consistent at that level. When Alondis is averaging six points or so a game at Oklahoma and then comes to Wake Forest, did you think that, leading college basketball in point scored would even be a possibility or being the leading scorer on this team, let's say?
1: Well definitely not in college basketball. I'm not I'm not, you know, I don't ever see that for any kid, you know, really to be honest with you. And I've coached some great players, but you know, as far as the team is concerned, I mean it was a possibility because we didn't really have a per se leading score. we had Dagan and Zay back, but, you know, who knew? Um, he had, he had played in a high major league. I mean, obviously Big 12, and he played for a great coach, and he played in the ACC tournament, or I'm sorry, he played in the NCAA tournament. And, and then, you know, I think it was the Gonzaga game They got beat. He, I don't know if he had 15 or so against Gonzaga or something like that. I mean, I knew he could score the ball. Um, you know, no, I'm not gonna, no, I'm not ever gonna tell you that I thought he'd leave. The region scoring or whatever he's doing, I don't even know what he. I, I don't pay attention to that stuff, but I know he's scoring a lot of points, and and um, I'm happy for him, you know, and and but he's got he's got a long ways to go, you know, and he's you know not that he's not, you know, last year he wasn't the scouting report, this year he is the scouting report, and that's a big difference, and he's handling that pretty well right now.
0: Steve Forbes with us here. You are listening to WSJS Sports and the Drive. Christmas coming up this week, I got to know, aside from basketball-related things where you can give the most coach answer and say, what I have on my Christmas list is a win against Boston College Wednesday, ha, 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 non-basketball, give me something that you want for Christmas.
1: Well, I'm, you know, I got to that point in my life where I don't really ask for anything. I, I like, you know, my children come home, we give out, we give them gifts, and, you know, my mom, and. I just like being at home with my family. I don't, we don't, I like to be able to go back to Iowa and be with my family, but we can't. We just don't have enough time. So we just spend a lot of time at home and we watch movies and hang out and laugh. And, um, I didn't really ask for anything. Usually the common thing for me is somebody, I'm going to get a book. But you know, in the movie, the Christmas story, you know, when the old man gets the can of Simon Eyes on his lap and he goes, Oh, can of Simon Eyes. A bowling ball. I don't get any of those kind of gifts. You know, um, I do, if I got a pink bunny rabbit outfit, I might wear it, maybe. I don't know. Um, but I don't really ask for much, Josh. I'm pretty low maintenance. Um, or, yeah, I'm pretty much low maintenance these days.
0: I feel like I wouldn't be doing my job, since we've gone to the movie route twice randomly in the last 10 minutes, if I didn't just step out of the way, ISO, allow for you to tell us what your favorite Christmas movies are, ranked.
1: Well, I mean, I'm a elf guy. You know, I, we watch Elf all year round at my house. We watch The Grinch, and we're a Christmas story family. Red Ryder, BB Gun, Christmas Vacation. But I'm old school. You know, my mom and dad watched Meet Me in St. Louis, Wow. Christmas Eve. So I watch (laughs) Meet Me in St. Louis. I watch Christmas in Connecticut. I watch uh, White Christmas and I watch. um, (laughs) um, I've got a lot of depth to me. Um, Oh, Santa Claus is Coming to Town is one of my favorite cartoons because I was a kid when that came out. I don't watch Charlie Brown Christmas. I'll leave it at that.
0: White Christmas. That's the one that I have to rewatch every year. It's Sarah Bradford's favorite Christmas movie. But there you go. I made a mistake with that movie, though. The mistake I made was, you know how like in Austin Powers when he notices the the mole, that's all he could see to the point where you're like, bully bully bali Yeah, uh, with White Christmas, I made the mistake of googling what Rosemary Clooney's age was relative to Bing Crosby's, and that's all I could think of when I watched that movie. Now.
1: Yeah. Well, there you go, uh, moly moly. There you go. I get it. I've watched, you know, I have I all those. Christmas in Connecticut. Um, I try to get them all in before um, I have to go back to practice. It doesn't always. It kind of depends. It doesn't always work, but uh, we 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 try to watch all those in the house.
0: If I last thing, if you went to your team at practice today or tomorrow. And you ask them how many of them have seen White Christmas? How many of you? How many of them do you think would say yes?
1: Well, kind of walk-ons. I have eighteen kids. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say two.
0: Okay. Can we get an answer on that on Twitter or something next time you talk to your team? Figure yeah, you out how many what? have seen White Christmas.
1: We already had practice this morning. We're going twice today, so. Uh, we'll go this afternoon. Yeah, I might do that. I, I might ask him that tonight. You know, I may have to explain to him it's what is it is. You know, I don't even know if they'll know it's a movie, but I'll <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll get I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll set this, I'll set the stage for him and see what. I wonder why they've never remade that movie. Have they ever remade that movie? No, they haven't. Well, maybe that's something we need to do, Josh. Get on that. So before that's the Steve for,
0: before the Steve Forbes radio show, we should get an answer on whether or not uh, more than two people in the Wake basketball team have seen White Christmas.
1: I'll tell you what, I'm going to write that down on the practice plan right now. (laughs) And I will ask that question. You know, I type type my practice plans every day. And so it's going on today. How many people have
0: seen White Christmas? All right, i on there. All right, Coach Forbes, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for doing this. All right, bud. Take care.